Hey, Mark, how you doing? I'm doing well, Zach. How are you? Man, I am great. It's a nice, dreary day out. It's oh, my kind of weather. This is unreal. It's great. It's just the, the worst part about it, we haven't had any good thunderstorms yet. Oh, we did last night. It was thundering and rolling last night all night. I slept for four hours last night, and I didn't get a well, single thunderstorm. Well, good for you. I'm glad you got your super villain forecast here that you seem to love so much. I do. <laughs> You know, t- days like this, though, I do like to watch a lot of YouTube. Most of it's educational. Is that all you watch? Educational or YouTube? The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Wow, um, what are you watching? What are you into lately? Well, you know, I kind of I have my, my basic channels that I watch, like Vsauce. You know, they, they have some good stuff out there. Uh, Crash Course. They have a lot of good uh, stuff. I learned about, you know, how animals here today. That was cool. Um, you know, it's how just, animals hear. Yeah, well, how you hear too. Oh, how sound works. Yeah, how sound the, the works. Sound and, organ, I guess you could say. Not the sound organ, but the the list, the, the ear organ, the hearing organ, if you want to call it that. Yeah, like how uh, hairs interact with uh, the uh, the sound waves and how it's all touch, percussion. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, what isn't right? Because even it. even light, right? It's pretty much touch. It's um, all collision. Yeah, because it. it Light's cool because it's both a particle and a wave. And he used the double slit experiment, and you can see that it, it like hits like a scatter, and it also shows that it's in a wave. It's pretty fun stuff. No, it's cool shit. Actually, I think science is worth talking about all the time, really. Yeah. I mean, I can already think of like... <laughs> like Flat Earth. It's real. No, man. Not that science? Oh, no, okay. not, that's not <laughs> science. That's, that's lunacy. But no, like it makes me... Well, but it makes me think about questions about reality and even like our solar system let's say that i bet a lot of people don't know the right answer to maybe even you don't oh, oh yeah there's plenty of things i don't know <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the I best mean, that goes for me too it's the best part of life is yeah. finding out the things you don't know let's do that let's ask each other let's ask i want to see what questions you can ask me and i'll ask you and we'll see what who, not who's smarter, but, yeah, but just, just see, who knows. Let's see if we can answer who, anything. Who's got the fun facts? Yeah, because you always have like a list of just facts. I don't want to call them trivial because oh, you know, they're what, they're useless. For no, sure. <laughs> I don't believe in useless information. So I hate. I kind of hate the idea because well, maybe it's just entertaining. It's entertaining at least. That, the, that's the still a purpose. Yeah. That's not a loss. It brings of, in, you know. Yeah, it a brings value. joy to me. So that's what's important, yeah. right? Okay, I got a weird one for you. So do you know why we wear clothes? I mean, I know why I wear clothes. You do what you want. Okay. There's a lot of reasons. You mean other than clothes. the law? Well, yeah, but why Why is it socially, like, mandated? Oh, you mean, like, why did man go from... I? You know, okay, I have an answer. I'll, I'll guess. I think that when um, Homo sapiens started feeling guilt and building societies and losing... And, and mainly losing their fur... Mm. I think they felt like they needed to cover. There must have been. I mean, imagine like men have to deal with going just bald on their head, right? And that's pretty traumatic for a lot of guys. Oh, imagine I know losing like hair on your body, but everybody else was covered. Like if we lived still like that, if we had you oh. know like fur covered bodies, yeah, that would be like a weird thing to have to deal with baldness. So I bet you people just started covering up, you know, their bald ass or their or their bald <laughs> elbow. You know what I mean? Like just because oh he's got a bald elbow. I was like oh no no I'm ver- I'm virile. I've got I've got hair on that elbow. You know, I feel like that way sometimes even today. That Are you worried about your furry elbow? I'm worried. Of, well, sometimes I'm worried. It's like. It's like I should have a denser beard, right? Like I'm a man. Like what's going on with this like half mustache I, I got? You yeah, know? but it's, like, you, it's kind of cool. It's like a Japanese. You got kind of a like a Fu Manchu kind of thing going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, you we all got our insecurities, I guess, right? Hey, man, I can't <laughs> even grow, uh, you know, a third of what you got going on. So deal yeah, with that. Be happy with what you get, I guess. I'm just glad. So yeah. the reason we have many reasons, like you know, that that's one of them. Is, yeah, so that's just, my bullshit your, answer. Your what's shame, the real reason? Right? So you got protection obviously you need to protect yourselves against the element okay and, i mean it gets like you know cold heat and you know whatever the sun throws your way um yeah. you also got embarrassment the cool thing with embarrassment is that people that show that they're embarrassed actually seem more trustworthy and they seem more like uh relatable and that you can interact with them well yeah, that, I, safe yeah them. that makes sense they've done tests where um you had someone get like uh praise for uh, something they did and the guy pretended to be like all like gloaty about it and like haha yeah i'm full of myself yeah of course i could do that but they gave another person praise and they're like and they had him pretend that he was embarrassed and shy about getting the praise and then they had um 
that group that watched them be, get praise, they had them do um, interactions with them, like different games and stuff like that. And they found that the person that was embarrassed actually got it worked together better. So, well, it strikes me as someone like when you notice when I recognize embarrassment, just you know, like we all do, right? In other in, in each other, to me, it's like a, an opportunity to negotiate. Like if I have to negotiate with this person, I know if if I have to, I can use their embarrassment against them in mm. a small way in order to get what I want or to settle a problem or, or, or solve a, you know, solve a problem. But yeah. Cause if you know what embarrasses you, you can apply that to someone else. Jordan Peterson talks about yeah, it's that. like setting a barrier or a line. Yeah. Um, uh, so another one is, uh, the refusal game, you know, the cat and mouse, you know, between mates, you know? So it's like you're, you can appear to be more, you can like accentuate your, your body's looks with clothing and you can make things look, you know, more yeah. attractive well this is but all you're also affected too right right I mean, and you're also but you're also covering yourself so it's like you know you're attracting but you're also closing off so it's like that that like the co- tease yeah the tease. you know i will say this uh especially when it comes to attractiveness obviously i can admire like a nude woman especially if she's attractive but there's something about a nude woman in like a badass dress or a bikini or something like that something that that sort of like you said teases like yeah. that, that is more exciting yeah, they, 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 that so it's like that uh, animals do that too. They you know they'll they'll like 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 fluff up and like hey come get me and then they'll run away and then they're like hey, where are you going come on let's let's get back come, let's get back to the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean a bicycle next to your Christmas tree is cool, but if it has a ribbon on it, ooh. <laughs> exactly. So uh, another one who made all these up by the way that this some guy what just some group of lab coats like why does humans wear clothes. Yeah, oh. yeah, I mean, you know, just different research that I've come across is, you know, the just different ideas. Yeah, Technology, my lord. Um, uh, Another reason is disgust, right? Because, like, you want to, people or animals that, that have disgust can, like, uh, stay away from, duh, like, you know, fecal matter and, like, things that are what seem like the body secretions and things like that. Oh, so, like, even, like... Like that video of a monkey like peeling a banana for its baby, and it's taking off the banana strings on the inside. Oh. Like we don't eat those either. Obviously, <laughs> they don't like them. Yeah. So it's it like it. So per- covering yourself where your private parts are, right, is covering those bodily secretions that can like lead to disease. You know. Did you read anything about like how much cover is necessary? Like it, I'm sure oh, that's got to like, vary like per person or culture. Like you necessary I mean? to like uh, if you look at if you look at like European beaches, I've never been to them, but mm-hmm. I've seen like photos or video or whatever. My mm-hmm. or relatives tell me about this shit, and it's just like guys are like speedos over there is the thing. Yeah, and apparently I, it doesn't matter how hairy or heavy or thin or big your packages, like speedos are the thing. And the last reason I got for why we wear clothes is because of children. So if you're always. Uh, naked you know it's, it makes it easier to make more babies you know and you just you we're very visual animals so we're making too many babies at once you know and then you got to be able to oh so think children it's take too long to raise and become you know useful pretty much so, so if we were having too we're, many kids because you think being naked if we were naked more often that that would spur more um like yeah Pregnancies or yeah, something? Yeah. I don't know about that. I would like to see what the actual... I mean... That, I don't have any numbers, but... Yeah. No, not just numbers, <laughs> but like a good argument for that. Because I actually don't think, in my opinion, my hypothesis on that is that it doesn't matter. I, I think, uh, if anything, it might be the opposite, actually. I think if you saw... You know, if I saw ass and tits all the time... I mean, it's like when I worked in plastic surgery, right? Mm. I saw naked people all the time, right? And I saw plenty of attractive women. Now, I don't want it to sound creepy. Like, it right. wasn't like, you know... Googling. Jones in it or, yeah, or staring or anything. But you just did. You just, you know, had to move people well, when they're knocked out, clinical. whatever. Yeah. It was clinical, right. And 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 even in my mind it became clinical, right? Like the oh, she's naked, like went away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it it just disappeared. And it kind of makes you not sterile, but what's a better word? Like like dead to the to the fun of it. If, yeah. If that's I know that sounds smart. Desensitized, right. And it became, like you said, very clinical. And so I actually think that that's more of a deterrent than than the wearing of the clothes because I feel like, mo- if not most of my life, all my life, at least from seven years old and beyond, it's like I feel like Will Ferrell and, you know, uh, <laughs> where he's like, what's that movie where he they go back to uh, college 
Um, oh, they, they, is it they old, sort school? Of, old school. Yeah, it's like an, like Will Ferrell in old school, and he's at the therapist with his wife, and he's trying to explain because it's a safe zone to talk that you know he sees a waitress at the restaurant, and he's like, you know, I wonder what color her panties are, and I'll never know. <laughs> and that's that's that yeah it's because she's got clothes on and that's how i feel it's like yeah i would i want to know but if i just saw it all the time i'd be like oh yeah it's green on this one today hmm that's my science my scientific approach to what you just said yeah but i mean also where our our bodies have evolved to become uh well our eyes and mind i guess have evolved to become like uh very visual to those well, it's cultural, right? I mean, big time cultural. Because that's like, why I brought up the European beach thing. Yeah. Because their women are topless, right? Yeah. And not there's some places that are bottomless too, but mostly it's just like women, like all men and women wear just bottoms kind right. of thing. And it's just funny to me that they're all in pretty similar sized bottoms. Like it sounds like the women have bigger bottoms, bikini bottoms, than the guys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder how much of it is culture. It's a, it's a good question. All right. So do you got any? Uh, I got okay. So. Yeah, I'm such a science nerd when it comes to like these kinds of questions and I got simple questions. So what color is the sun? Hmm. Well, from here it looks yellow, right? But if I'm you think pretty it's a sure question. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure in space, like from the station, it's, it's white light, right? So you're correct in, in space. It looks white. Because of the amount of energy, the amount of heat being released from it, and there's no atmosphere between its, tr- you know, its travel to your eyes or your instrument. Right. Okay? There's nothing scattering the on light. Earth. It does look yellow, and that's because of our atmosphere and yeah. the elements in it. it sometimes but, it's pink. Yeah, it does. It goes orange, pink, yellow, yeah. or even red sometimes. Um, but in reality, on on because of the wavelength that the the frequency that the sun emits, it's actually okay. green. Or a greenish blue, but it's usually it usually looks very green, almost like a neon green. So is that way, is that because of the temperature? So it's like using Calvin, or is it just that it's the chemicals that are burning whatever helium turning into? Right? Is it from that? Well, it's it's because of the frequency. So here's here, here's another trippy thought. Um, something that kind of blew my mind when I first learned it is that all color is sound. And here's here's how they. Here's okay. one way to explain it. Like, there is a bat. It's a fruit bat that hunts fruit at night in okay. pitch darkness. So how can it find, how can it find, a, and, and there's two berries that live that, that grow in the area that it that it lives in, that it can eat. One is poisonous, and the other one is tasty, right? And I forget which is which, but let's say the blue is the tasty and the red is the poisonous. Oh, but they look the same. The diff- the, the, yeah, they have the same size, everything. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, and at night you can't you can't tell the color and the bat is blind. Right. Okay. They use that location. So how does it how does it use sound to determine right? So at first I thought it was smell, but the bat actually is very bad at smelling too. It can't detect really? from far away. Yeah. So what they found out is that the echolocation determined the color of the berry. And the reason no why and the reason the reason why is because every every texture in reality, okay, every color, every surface has a different bounce of sound to it. when sound hits okay. it it has a different reverberation yeah right? and it moves differently so the, every the color that you every color that you see with your eyes is based on that frequency in other words right. the sound that is made when light hits it and reflects off of it okay. that's what determines color and the same is true in as far as we know the universe right everywhere in the universe this is true and that's why technically the sun is green and you can see that with proper instrumentation right i don't know what's called mm. you know science scope but it that's what it that's how that's how they know that's how we know humans are you know but i thought that was really interesting really so the wavelength that it's producing is a is in the green spectrum. Is in the green spectrum. So is that the amount of energy it's producing as well? Like, well, you I know, think like, the energy is the energy. Obviously, must affect the the wavelength. Because you anything. can like tell the the age of a star right by the color. Yeah, that's. I think that's the same. That's the same. So concept. it's the same kind of yeah, idea. That's how they can tell. So we're like, can tell like, yeah, we're like in the middle of our sun's life. Because the green's, guess, green's like in the center, right? I of guess because the there's from, there's different types of stars, so I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't have that memory. There's a lot I don't know, but I just thought that was really interesting, and I used that. Actually, try to. I actually used that when I when I first learned that to try and get laid. Okay, it, 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 didn't, it, it didn't work. Yeah, nerds don't get don't get 
I had a guess not, but no. this this woman, you know, she was so pretentious that I thought maybe I can like throw some, you know, facts her way to like sound smart. And I like I was dumb. Like, oh, that'll woo her, you know. <laughs> and she got she got my questions wrong, and then she was just pissed. So I never heard from her again. But it was still mm. fun to put her in her place. See, that would be, but that would like make me real excited. If, a, if some girl like came up to me and was like telling me fun facts and like things I didn't know, like, okay, I can learn from this person. It's all like, about that's... attitude, right? We know people that I could even name friends of mine that are intelligent, but their pride gets in their way all yeah. the time. Yeah. They feel like when they learn something, they're the new professional of it and therefore they're an expert and they're a know-it-all. And now if you're, if you're somehow behind them in the learning process, you're like an idiot and they just <laughs> automatically know better than you. It's like, all right, dude. Yeah. That's so funny. All right, hit me. All right. So. I like this. This is fun. Why did the Aztecs practice human sacrifice? Well. What were they trying to achieve? I think if. All right. Well, my brain is saying what I remember either in a movie or reading about was that the Aztecs used sacrifice to appease the gods for changes in weather or to avoid changes in weather. Because they had no concept, they had they had a they had a meager concept, if I recall, of uh, like nutrients in soil and mm-hmm. how certain so- certain soils and under certain conditions, like crops would fail over yeah, time. Yeah, they they would do cycling. Yeah, yeah so they sure. they were smart enough to figure out you had to like change the plant you grew and things like that, but they couldn't they couldn't understand. I think the control of the weather or what controlled the weather. It must have seemed so random. So that's what I'm going with. They were trying to change the forecast. Or yeah, stop well, that, it. that's part of it. So, um, to go off of the weather one and like rain, hmm. they believe that the the tears of children were closely connected with their rain goddess, right? And so, they doing human sacrifices of children would help bring rain. They believe some believe that, right? Well, some of them, um, I mean, yeah. Also, uh, they would sacrifice like the hearts and like stuff like that of humans and uh, just blood sacrifices in general to fuel the sun. <laughs> it's unreal, right? But it's awesome. It's so oh, it's so crazy. Do you just think to, like, it was how... like? Um... Well, part of it is because of that's how the sun was created was by the sacrifice of the gods. That's their story. You yeah, mean? yeah, like correct. Their belief. Yeah, that's yeah. Their, that's their belief at the time. Um. So they so they would re- reenact those uh, sacrifices in different ways. So not just with the sun, but also uh, they would uh, dismember a, a body and kick it off the the body off of the pyramid that they had, yeah, and that was to downhill. represent the the steps of the serpent mountain. You think they ever took bets on that shit? <laughs> like how many rolls do you think it's gonna get? How many yeah, bounces? How far down the steps before it stops? I mean, oh, body man, that wouldn't that be like 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 you you kicked your body off and then it didn't go all the way. It, it was like a slinky found, like, that failed. Yeah, like they found like, like an Aztec so pyramid that had like numbers every five feet up the stairs or something. <laughs> it's like a football. Pyramid. Um. So yeah, then that was to represent uh the the sun slash war god doing the same thing to his uh his sister who was uh, the goddess of the moon. Um. They also the flailed god. That one's really cool. Where the priest would wear the skin of uh, a sacrificed person until it rotted off of him and, Man, yeah. and heavy during, metal fucking religion they had god damn dude it's crazy and it was to represent the they were embodying that that deity that they were that the the costume the flesh of the the person was representing so what else be did like they kill avatar. people for not just weather it was other reasons Ooh, to, yeah to raise the sun um, to help with crops and stuff like that too uh, just the average uh, Aztec would practice bloodletting to just like for good fortune and things like that, you mean like something they taught to their children to do, like a, a version oh, yeah. of praying. Or and whatever. it was it was like an honor too to be sacrificed, even though it was mostly war uh, war prisoners prisoners of war, I should say, uh, that were being sacrificed. At least that's what the the records that we have are, which are very skewed. And any information that we have is all um, after the fact. And, you know, it's none of it was written down by them. And what was written down by them is uh, converts to the the Catholic faith who were pretty much commissioned to do the art and uh, to, to, to tell the stories of what the purpose was of, the, of their grandfathers. How important, like, writing actually is for yeah, like, It's very disappointing <laughs> that oral history is, is garbage yeah. and that it's it only lasts, like... It, it has a good shelf life. I think it's like a thousand years or so. Like it can last a long time before it becomes 
like so unrecognizable. I mean, just in general, just it doesn't. It doesn't. Sometimes wasn't done at all. I mean, it's amazing that there are some records. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. No, and it's yeah, it's fortunate. I mean, that's why like you know Norse mythology, all that's based off of pretty much one book. Can you imagine? It's crazy. Um, yeah, and then they would also just uh. They would uh, represent, like, someone would be, like, chosen to represent the deity for, like, a month, right? And then at the end of that, they would sacrifice him, and, and he would be, like, the, the sacrificing the god and stuff like that to, you know. <laughs> deity of the month. Yeah, pretty much. It was, it's pretty brutal. Um, but, yeah, I that's, guess it's kind of uh, like the Romans, though, too. I mean, they they had their own sacrifices, but they sacrificed animals and Well, yeah, they sacrificed animals as well. And wine yeah. and shit like that. Well, what's crazy is um, Celtic sacrifices from, like, the Roman accounts. Oh, my gosh. That is insane. Like, the Burning Man is a thing where they would literally, like, make, like, a wicker, per, a, like, statue, right? And they would have prisoners inside the statue, and they'd be sacrificed to their god with a burnt altar, pretty much. It was... It's insane hearing the accounts from the Romans on the Celts. It's it's almost it just it blows my mind how different the different like stages of humanity like our history is just so mind blowing to me. Like anything we can really like account for, you know, where there is a recorded history and stuff like that. But well, I don't know. I I've got <laughs> all my questions. I'm thinking of are. Or celestial. That's cool. They're all, Space is awesome. They're bro. all all right. So let's let's stick with the simple ones. Or are they? <laughs> um. Here's a simple question: Is the moon falling? Yes, the moon is falling. Well, kind of. It's so it's a satellite, right? Moon. The moon is a is it an Earth satellite. Mm-hmm. Um. So that means that it is falling towards the Earth, right. but it's also falling away it's being pulled away we're also from the losing Earth's orbit. Yeah, yeah we're also losing the moon so part of what's going part of the reason there's so what's amazing about physics in, in just the 3d realm right which is what we know is uh all the variables all the little details that need to be paid attention to or even recognize in order to understand what the hell is going on for what looks simple right mm-hmm. if you could just view our solar system from far away it looks so simple. It's just a giant bright ball with a bunch of little balls like <laughs> flying around it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it seems simple. Like, you know, if, you, if you're if you a kid with a marble on the street or in a bowl, you, you understand the concept. Mm-hmm. But explaining it is where, the, is where the detail in that is really interesting. So the moon, as the earth gets closer to the earth and it's spinning itself, the moon reaches a point where it's aimed or closer towards the sun. When the Earth is closer towards the Sun, right? Which right, because it's, it's not a perfect circle. The, the orbit, yeah. it's like a it's it's oval. elliptical. Yeah, it's elliptical. And what happens is the energy, the, the gravity, the magnetism from the Sun starts to pull our Moon away from Earth. And as that's happening, it reaches a point where, because the Moon is closer to the Earth, and this is the only reason, the Earth pulls the Moon back. And when it does that, it slings it 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 because it's always slingshotting the moon mm-hmm. right around the, the Earth's gravity. I mean, yeah, it's like falling so, towards the Earth, and the Earth's like jukes as it. it falls towards back Earth. As it, get, as it gets pulled back towards Earth by the Earth's energy, by the Earth's gravity, mm-hmm. because it, it it's a stronger pull, it actually flies further out. Oh, okay. so every time that happens, the moon is flying a little further away. So it's from not Earth. just being pulled by another body. Well, that's one. Being, that's just one also, variable. It's also the energy that it has is being thrown away as yes. well, like off yes. into like a further orbit. And in fact, that's, the whole that's why they believe they also it's not a good explan a hypothesis, or I guess maybe it's a theory for how the how planets and solar systems are created because it's just a chaos of movement, right, mm-hmm. and collision, mm-hmm. and that it looks like everything that's. So that's again going back to the example of like standing out in the universe and watching our solar system from far away, right? It looks like everything's in a perfect rotation, right? Almost like it was set in motion, okay, right? By like a, a a diviner or something like that. But really, when you look closer, you realize that there's still a lot of error. There's error everywhere, and right? It's increasing error, right? So that entropy. I found that it's entropy, yeah. It's it's really interesting. Well, I think the most I think entropy is one of the most interesting facts about nature. Well, is that everything comes to an end, and then everything, but everything then has also a beginning. It's yeah, really amazing. That's what's crazy about life is that, like, how did life happen when there everything is entropy, right? Like well, entropy. That's is, a tough question, Zach. I know, but that's what that's the thought provoking ideas that yeah. come to me, right? Is that like 
if 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 the universe is entropy, right? Everything's deteriorating and falling away and stuff like that. How does anything collect and be built? Like, how does things become if it's always supposed to be just being destroyed? Well, that's the natural back. state of the universe is glass breaking. You know, how, how does glass form? <laughs> well, because the glass doesn't stay glass, right? It melts down. It becomes malleable. It, 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 it collides with other glass and it, it fuses. I mean, that's what the elements are doing in the universe constantly. So entropy itself is a creative force. Everything is a creative and a destructive force. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's why I, I think one of the smartest, simple, you know, concepts of man is the whole idea of yin and yang, right? That there's, you know, or for every force, there is an equal, uh, you know, consequence, right? Yeah. I, I messed up that quote, but you know what I'm saying. Equal and opposite Equal reaction. and opposite reaction. Thank you. So... That is, and that applies to even the orbit of the moon and the orbit of the earth mm-hmm. around the sun, which is another, actually, I'm going to. Yeah, roll, go I'll, ahead. I'll we, got, we got another one. Let's I got, I'll roll into it. Okay, so. Drop it. These all, all my questions sound like trick questions and they kind of are, but let's see. Does the earth orbit the sun? Yes. Okay. Technically, the earth, all the planets and even the sun itself orbit a center of gravity. Right, which is... Which, well, is no, not, which does not belong to the sun. So... So the sun has its own center. Okay, And yeah. it wobbles around a center of... Gra- another center of gravity. So it has its own orbit? It has around. its own orbit. The sun orbits the center of our solar system. So it, too is on a ride, so to speak. Okay, so what's causing... I have no clue, and even if I mess that up, like, I don't think humans know yet. There's a lot of... I've I've only listened... I've, I've watched... I watch a yeah. lot of shit, you know, documentaries on this. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff blows my mind because gravity is still being understood, right? I mean, gravity is being redefined. It has been redefined since the days of Albert Einstein. Yeah, gravity is weird because... It's it's funny to think that static electricity is a stronger force than gravity is. There's just more gravity than there is static electricity. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So you it's, know, it's man, like it's like thinking about tensile really strength, right? Yeah. It's like uh, no, a spider's a spider's like, web. Good, it has a uh, higher tensile strength than a string of cotton. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Or steel. Right. Right. It's stronger than steel, yeah. but obviously you can break a spider web. You can't break a steel. Right, cord because right. of the the amount of the, the mass, right? Yeah, yeah the, or the volume, whatever. Yeah, that's a really good point. No, I was, I was going to say it's a, it's a dumb uh, segue or side story, but you know, uh, people have died from static electricity. They have literally been electrocuted by it. Really, my, one of my one of my, my my favorite, one of the most memorable, I should say, stories of it is a guy. I think it was in New York, but it was a guy in a wool suit getting out of a limo. And he went to touch the door, like to step or whatever. And as he stepped out of the limo, he was electrocuted by his own suit because no of the way. static electricity. From the wool? Yeah, he was shocked. He was basically like you know, like when they use a, a defibrillator or something. Yeah. They said it was akin to that. Like he and it went straight to his heart and no killed him. No way. Yeah. And other people have died. Believe it or not, there is a there is a death toll from static electricity. Everything tries to kill us. Yeah, Earth, it's, it's amazing that we're anything is alive, not just humans. When <laughs> when a, when everything is out to kill you, it's even the the elements themselves, the the unconscious nothingness is trying to kill you. That's it's crazy. I think that's why horror movies don't really shake me because it's like, eh, life's out to get me, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, this mo- is- another monster. Eh. <laughs> even though I love you know, horror so, movies. So. Do you think that, okay, so there's the gravity well, right, that the sun is orbiting around, but we don't know what it's ca- causing it. Could it be the sun is causing that? Well, but they since say, the sun is moving around in the galaxy, the gravity's trying to catch up to the well, sun? You know, I feel like that's not a good So, well, no, I I think that makes sense, and I've heard, I, I have heard it, like, explained that way. What One awesome, di- like, visual diagram I saw of gravity, or, like, the new understanding of it, is that... Um, gravity, like we, you, like in the fifties, they thought gravity because of the mag- magnetic fields of the planets and just objects in space, that that magnetism and gravity were the same thing. Okay, so in other okay. words, like when you see like a picture of like those circular yeah. bands around a you know a planet or something, yeah. 
it, the belief used to be that that those are the magnetic bands of the fields, mm-hmm. and that the magnetic field was almost like fingers grabbing onto things and pulling them towards heavier objects. Okay, but oh. now they believe that gravity is more like imagine a tight bed sheet, right? right? And then you put a bowling ball in the middle of it, right? Right. Everything's gonna fall. To Everything's it. gonna fall toward it, and so in other words, space itself is bending, mm-hmm. and that's why there's uh, some people believe that. If you've heard of the term dark matter, people believe that's that dark matter is the real gravity, right? That we've just haven't understood it properly yet. In other words, when you look out into space, we've always thought that the what's between two objects is nothing, and it's not nothing. Right. That there is just like here on Earth, when you look when I look at you, between us it looks empty, but there's air. There's lots mm-hmm. of particles flying and colliding with both of us, right? We just can't see them. They're too small. So the concept transfers, I guess, to space in a similar way. And so what they believe is that um, that's one way of explaining it. So imagine the bowling ball, though, is so in that in that analogy, that example, the bowling ball isn't the center of gravity. The sheet is the, the center of space that the bowling ball exists in. And so the bowling right. ball has its center of gravity, its center of magnet, magnetism, mm-hmm. and that area of space does as well. But because the bowling ball is there, it is affecting the bend. Get it? Right. Yeah. So that's what that that's how I've heard it explained to me, and that makes sense. Like that's a, I think a good example of explaining. So yes, yeah. you're correct. I guess the sun is affecting the the gravity well, as you as you yeah called it. And then, but what's crazy too is at the same time the solar system isn't still. Like right. the sun and other planets are also moving and orbiting the fucking milk of the galaxy. Yeah, and then the galaxy so is moving also and moving, flying and turning and spinning. And it's just insane. And one day our galaxy will merge with Andromeda and will become a mega galaxy. But that's not going to happen in any time near. Yeah, that's like over lifetime. four billion years. From yeah, now, but it will look really and, cool. It would be really fun to see like a whole new like uh, stardust like up in the oh, sky I think and they would, everything oh, like yeah. that. Well, by then, we'll probably have too much light pollution. You know, you won't be able to... I don't know, There will be no more dark I zones. would love a Carl Sagan sunrise. You know, like he talked about in Cosmos back in the... Was it 70s or 80s? What was that? Well, he always said, like, uh, a still more glorious dawn exists. You know, uh, not a sunrise, but a galaxy rise. In other words, imagine if we were so close to the edge of our galaxy or another one that we, in the morning... We didn't just see the sun come up. We saw a galaxy. That'd be come. so cool. I mean, yeah, I got goosebumps thinking yeah, about that. That man. sounds awesome. Hell yeah. That sounds beautiful. We're, we we got shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do I got to look at? Son. Uh, the the Ryan's belt is Sagittarius. Like, get out of here. Yeah. I want a whole lot of galaxies up in here. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got one. It's Let's not see. nearly as profound as these last ah, two. It doesn't you matter. Had. Let's hear so, it. Why are stoplights red, green, and yellow? Like, why do we use those colors? I don't know. That's pretty profound. I don't know why. I think, I know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, green is easier on the eyes. I know that. I don't think I have a good guess or even know. Okay, so there's a a few things here. So the way that light scatters, right, is different for each wavelength. Right, we talked about that. From ultraviolet to infrared. So the reason we use red as our stop is because it needs to be visible. It's also a high contrast between the background. Mm. Like there's not many red That's things. That's true. Even at night, close to red. Yeah. Um, cause your background, at least in North America area, like where Whereas we are green is it's green yeah. and yellow. Like those are our big like yeah. colors. So the way that the light scatters also affects the wavelength of, of red, like red has less, uh, chance to hit, uh, a particle because of its wavelength so it won't scatter as much it won't diffuse oh, it can be seen from further away yeah it can be uh, seen from further away because the wavelength can stay okay. intact if you will yeah not yeah. disrupted by other which is true when you think about it, it's easier to see a red light farther away than it is a green yeah you know that that, that is true um they used to use uh red for stop green for caution and clear for go who's now, they like in america, america yeah everywhere not just America, but like England too. And it was used for uh, trains is what it was used for. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, the, the at one point, a red lens fell out. And so it was on red, but it was uh, it looked clear because the lens was gone. 
Yeah. So the guy, the conductor thought it was a go. Yeah. He thought he was good. Yeah. So he went and there was this huge like train crash and like yeah. a bunch of people got injured and killed and it was awful and all that stuff. So like, well, we got to change this. So now red is still stop. Yellow is caution and green is go. And thank God they made it universal. Yeah. Not like standard and metric or any of that baloney. Yeah, right. That would be weird. Oh, some countries do use blue for go. Really? What yeah. countries use blue? I didn't see um, what countries. I was As I was looking, the, one of the videos like um, just had mentioned it like off the side. I was like, oh, I didn't that know that be, they used That blue. would be different, yeah. yeah it kind of fucks up my head a little bit. I would like it. You know, because like, if I was to choose... Uh, colors. Yeah, I would okay. choose my primary colors, right? Yeah, what would Zach's stoplight be? I'm it would be it would be red, yellow, blue. Because really? yeah, because I would use I would use the primary. You know, just because I would think that those are those are the easiest colors to create, and they're the easiest to to you know. And would there be like a fourth state where all three combine to create green or something, and then that just means do what you want. You do what you want. <laughs> yeah, it's the Autobahn now. You know, yeah. you can go as fast as you want. You Why is there even a light? Direction. <laughs> the lines don't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my little my little stoplight trivia. Do you want to know where the uh, the phrase you can't eat your cake and have it too come from? Because that makes no sense to me. You said you, it backwards. I thought it was you can't have your cake and eat it too. Right. No, you said you can't have your cake. You can't eat your cake and have it too. Right, but that's how it should be said. That's that makes way, a lot more that's sense. That's the way it makes now, sense. Now that you say it that way, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So, the original is. Uh, well, let me find it. Hold on. So the way the way we say it now is not the way it was. No, the way we say it now is very close to the original. The original was uh, first written down right in fifteen forty eight. Before then, it was already a. a a phrase, but this is our first, like, There's you know. There's so many sayings like that that make no sense to me, though. Like what? Like two in the bush? Is yeah, like a hand. bird yeah, in the hand is worth more than two in the bush. Like, yeah, I, I, I know, know all these things have, like, they meant something at one time. But at the same time, I also wonder if, like, it was just some idiot. And he didn't know really what he was saying, but it, it sounded catchy. Is that why they're called idioms? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm not sure what idiom is exactly. Like, linguistically to like the definition the defini- of and how they relates to idiot because <laughs> you know they're so close to, to the way they sound so it was originally written down in 1548 uh it says a man cannot have his cake and eat his cake so that kind of makes sense with the his in there because it's like okay so you're saying that you can't have well i think yes that's some um, that means something different to me then like a man cannot have his cake and eat his cake to me is like that means like you don't want to like cannibalize what you've earned in right other words. Exactly. you don't want to like if you're a, if you're a cocaine dealer right you want to make a profit you can't you can't snort all your cocaine you got to sell most of it right yeah or, but then <laughs> you know you, what i mean like i i know it's a weird analogy but that's how i understood that right because if you spend or if you just take it to the money then if you spend your money you don't have your money but but the that's way we the say idea. it now means something different to me like, yeah the you way can't you can't have your it, cake and eat it too sounds like sounds like a discipline like i'm in like, well yeah in, it's like what's the point of gardener yeah what's, what's the, the point, point of, of it being there then you're just teasing me with the shit <laughs> exactly yeah so there no are sense. some never people that one anyway who have said you you can you cannot eat your cake and have it too. Like that makes sense. Like Roosevelt, which like goes back Theodore, to the original meaning, in my opinion. Right to me, it does as well. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, in his State of the Union address, he uses that, and then also the Unabomber uses it, and that's kind of how they caught him because his brother. Uh, reckoned, I was about to say what a hero, but I meant Roosevelt, not Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I caught myself there. <laughs> But yeah, his brother recognized that uh, phrase being said that way because his mother like was very adamant about like drilling that into to them. About- so they caught the Unabomber because his brother recognized the reverse of a slang. Yeah, because that's, uh, that, that's part of it, and then also just the writing style style in general. Like he really recognized. Oh, well, that it. would be yeah. And then um, there was like he had letters from his brother and stuff too that like man turned in by your own brother. And then it was actually his brother's wife that first recognized it. And then he, he's like, "Nah, there's no way, you know, John or whatever his name was. He, there's no way you would do that." <laughs> John Bomber. <laughs> John Bomber. That's a, that's a good name. It's a good name, right? Um. But yeah, so his, his brother's like, nah, there's no way. But then when he that when he first saw that phrase said in the in the manuscript or the the manifesto, he's like, yeah, that's him. Wow, more power to his wife then, because 
technically his brother should have knew him better, but she yeah, protected but it I with think you know if it was your brother, you it would be some like denial. Yeah, denial, yeah. disbelief. It's like there's no way that can't. I wonder, be, would you do you that? Know? I feel like I would. Oh man, I don't know what my brother would have to do for me to not protect him. Like even if it was something, well, I would attack like him myself before I would let you know the government get involved. Like, yeah, I would try I'd, to talk him out of like, like, can we just stop the mail thing you got going on, like, dude? Josh? You, need, you can't do this. Like, what are you? Are you re- are you retarded? <laughs> like this is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> like stop it. And then he just, I don't know. And then if I can't, I guess, I guess I gotta get the law involved at that point. After if I can't do anything, but it's like you gotta warn him first, right? But I, get, I actually Isn't that interesting. I think yeah, it, like if I knew my if I knew my brother was killing people, I would. Oh wow, I would like try to save him, like talk him out, just stop him. Yeah, I wouldn't like turn him in immediately. Yeah, I, I don't think I could. Yeah. I don't know what the process between the two. Were. I don't know how close those two were, but that must have been something really. That would be really hard. I, yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, that's my. Uh, we candy. went from you can't have your cake and eat it too to the Unabomber. But that's interesting. Link, I never, I never, because I never looked into it. I never knew how they took down that guy. So yeah, it's a it's a good phrase. You got any more? Uh, there's some probably rolling around in my head, but I can't think of anything else right now. Okay, I have one more. All right, let's finish out with that. All right, so. Do you know how many animals need to be on the endangered list to be endangered? Or I mean, sorry, how many how many animals need to be left of a species to be able to be put on the endangered list? Like a total number, or just yeah. a percentage of? Well, I guess that'd be the same thing. But um, I don't know if I if I had to guess, I would say it's got to be some round number, like a thousand or one hundred. It's it's more. Oh, but. Uh, I was surprised that there was so many more categories to being not just from regular to extinct. Like there, there's a bunch. There is. Yeah, I, I thought so, it was endangered and then critically endangered. And no, then. there's okay. So, uh, let me see. The red list is what they call it. Has seven levels of of uh, conservation. So there's like least concern, near threatened, vulnerable, endangered critically endangered extinct in the wild and then just extinct like there's none of it wow yeah i guess well you know my brain is starting to understand that maybe because when you think about it like some animals are important to um to humans right as far as how they might affect like livestock or maybe we eat them you Mm -hmm. know what i mean or we use them uh, and they're not like let's say as domesticated as a lamb or a goat or a cow so that's interesting, yeah. So there's also five different ways you can be put on these lists um, as a species. So there's a population reduction rate is one. So the rate at which you are yeah. declining. Uh, is that from an outside source or naturally? Like is a, decline, anyway, any, if, anyway. If, if, if it's man so cause or natural cause, okay. it, it doesn't matter. So yeah. if the population rate is declining by a certain percentage every ge- uh, few generations or every 10 years or whatever, mm-hmm. then that, that you get put into a different category. Um, there's the geography range. So how vulnerable they are to losing their habitat, right? So if, yeah. there's, if it's a small area, you can be put on the endangered list just because of your, your, uh, your mobility. Um, there's a pop right, just population size, like how many are there left of you? Um, and then there's population reconstruction, like how, how likely is it that you could repopulate? Like how much, you know, um, those, and that's interesting. I wonder, because I have, I'm kind of opinionated when it comes to that. Like, I feel that, you know, obviously man is responsible for probably quite a bit of as far as like animals going extinct or having to repopulate or depopulate or move. But I'm also, and as much as that may upset me, I'm also really against like saving animal species in like, uh, you know, in captivity, for example. That bothers me a lot, actually. I think we need to make a firmer decision. Like either we're just wiping this animal out and the world just has to deal with it or we're giving back some of their land or all of their land so they can survive. Okay, like so you're, sa- you're saying by keeping them alive in zoos or whatever habitat. Man, yeah, habitat, that's gross to me. I don't think um, that's a good thing. But But if you were to breed them there and then release them into the wild like that's that that'd i would be let better. them let them do their own thing like i guess they do that in, like in africa they have protected land right well you know well as protected as they can get it yeah well they they have to kill all their humans to protect it yeah and what a job that would be but um no but yeah i, I mean like you know 
what, like pandas, for example, right? They're trying to like keep the panda species alive. Yeah, they suck. using captivity, and Dude, it's pan- just pandas are genetically poor. Like they can only mate like once every two years or something like that, and then they can only have like one cub at a time. They only eat bamboo leaves or like one type of plant. And the, their habitat is like yeah, gone. we're fucking it's freeloaders, like, man. Dude, they 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 are like the most genetically unadaptable creature that I I know of. It it yeah. would suck to be a panda. It would suck to be a panda, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I never thought about. And being like one you can't even now. force them to mate, right? They don't do it. Like they tried to like showing them like animal porn, and they don't care. They're just like whatever. Animal man, what that's was, a if thing. That was your job. <laughs> like you had to create to clinical, yeah, to direct clinical animal porn. Like this is not for personal use. <laughs> what the hell? And they're always they're always arguing with the ones that it what is, is for personal yeah, what is, use. What is the script like? Like we really want you to turn them on, but we don't want you to get excited about it. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's weird that the, the pandas are just, they're just no, no good for you. They're just, they, they're hurting themselves is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, we're going to, we're going to end this episode on the anti-panda PSA. Yeah. And then the, the fifth is a probability of extinction in the wild. Like how lo- likely are they just to be like gone in a few, a year or whatever. So the population size of an endangered is 2,500 mature individuals mm. um it's, yeah, it's got to be around the population reduction rate is if it's 20 percent over 20 years so like that's that's not too much so that's that's all right but you get to the critically endangered and it's 250 mature individuals left like they are almost certainly dead yeah well there's some of those are like that right? like 60 left or two left like, yeah isn't there a turtle or something like that Oh yeah, but like then they like find some other prehistoric turtle that they thought was extinct, and you know. Well, that's the other thing too. I mean, we got to discover shit. There's still animals. You know, we don't know. Yeah, we the can't Amazon. For every the, damn animal crawling around. You I mean, got the Amazon alone. You know, yeah. on land that's just like harbors so much life that it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, what if they find like an no alcove way to see that? Yeah, that's just full of like Galapagos turtles or something. Then they're just like, hey, man, we've been living here the whole time. You caught a, you know. Our, you know, our escapees or whatever. And then you know. got the ocean itself, which is just a ridiculous oh, spawn for life. That it's might like, as well how be, are you supposed to, like, even count, like, deep sea life? Like, how do you measure think, that? Yeah, that's, that. there's got, I mean. Well, that's how, like, giant squids were thought to be a mythical creature for the yeah. longest time. And then they found whales with barks on them from battling giant squid, squids. It's like, yeah. That's insane. Could you imagine a giant kraken like fucking squid just destroying a well, you sperm know whale or yes. a, a blue whale like they have scars like they have battles well, how insane is this like <laughs> i i've thought of this i've thought of this before where like especially in the ocean right nothing really has appendages so everything is done with your face and your mouth so imagine if you did imagine if we live that way Right, if we settled fights with our face, you know what I mean, or we like everything like we rams, did was just, just with our face. Each other. Yeah, we like just bite like horses and think about stuff. how cool it is to have legs and arms. Like they can get hurt first, is what I'm getting at. I yeah. guess you know what I mean. But you're if you if you're a creature in the water in the ocean, everything is with your face, man. Yeah, that's I mean, how you that's experience intense, the world. <laughs> yeah, that is so intense. Imagine if like you can if your brain considered your face the same as like your fingers or your feet. I mean, if you think about babies, right? They one of the first like uh, ways you experience the world is through oral fixation. Fixation, sorry, uh, where you experience a lot of touch through your mouth because it is so sensitive. Yeah, but even and, and that is a unique experience. The, yeah, like your but, hand going to your face. Yeah. that's a unique experience. Yeah, right. But like, but a but shark just to never have your gets whole that. life with your with just face, dude. When a shark's or a whale's nose gets fucked up, it's like that's your nose now, dude. <laughs> you <laughs> that's know? it. You lo- are you lost Nadia some Shemaska, teeth? What are you gonna Hopefully do? Hopefully, grow some new ones. <laughs> we can't. You don't have hands to put new ones in. Oh, that's something I'm jealous about with sharks, though, is that they what? have like rows of teeth and they. Oh, just that sounds regrow- annoying, dude. But they just regrow teeth. Like you don't have to worry about brushing ever. It's great. I guess it would take a long time to brush a shark's mouth. Sharks are cool, especially without hands. Again, <laughs> yeah, you just go over to some sea anemones and just go. <laughs> <laughs> Sharks are cool because they vomit 
out their stomach, right? They don't just vomit the contents of their stomach, but they literally project out their stomach and empty it out into the ocean and then retract it back. It's like, how do you not bite your own stomach? Every shark does this? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, that's how sharks vomit. And then Why do they vomit? Because they have to. Yeah, because for whatever, they ate, a, lic- they ate a license plate, you know? Oh. You know? And it's like causing digestional you know distress just blame man for everything zach even sharks vomiting it's man's <laughs> fault you ever see a goblin shark yes i have okay goblin sharks are awesome as well because they, yeah, they're like alien yeah they well they're, they're well, any any deep sea creature is an alien and that's i mean what like they a are, movie right? alien oh okay yeah you they know. literally like throw their mouth out like yeah. their body their 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 mouth moves like their their jaw and stuff it's almost like, like where another their teeth, shark inside the shark yeah it like it like lunges and grabs with its prey with its mouth it's so cool oh, i love I it i bet you wish you were like that too no i wish i was a uh i don't want to be it but my favorite dc creature is um the devil anglerfish with the antenna with the oh, light yeah. that like attracts its prey in its teeth did you know those things are seven feet long yeah they're huge people, i had no idea people I think thought, they're basketballs they're I not man they're, they're like, buicks yeah, they, i thought they were the size yeah. of my arm like from my forearm maybe i was like yeah okay you it's see whatever the, it's like one little... washed up on a shoreline that long ago it was on reddit and i was like really hey. and it was immense wow. it was like a motorcycle yeah like, they're Jesus. seven feet long it's like i had no idea they were that big until recently i saw a, a photo of like a little girl like next to a uh, a, a model of one, like a statue. That's weird. And I was like, and she's, banana for size, a little girl for size. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Dude, your that. child could be eaten. Don't go into deep sea. Yeah, exactly. That's what I got out of it. <laughs> DC is a crazy metal. One more thing to scare children. Nature is metal. It is. You know, actually, my favorite. I think I'm pretty sure my favorite animal in the ocean is the cuttlefish, and it's not a fish. Ooh, yeah. But they are, cool. are they are so fucking cool, dude. The, their ability to change. The surface of their body, their skin. Yeah, they can, they can change. camouflage anything. They can even change its shape, and they can add. Some of them have light. For yeah, God's they sake. Can, they can change the color. They can change the texture and the shape. Like they can they can look like a rock and have pores and be porous. Like I mean, a they're rock. literally mystique they, from you know X Men. Well, I guess it'd be the other way around, but you know what I mean. Yeah, mystique is a cuttlefish. Yeah, I she's, guess a, she's a human cuttlefish. Totally, I'd cuddle with her. It's all right. <laughs> Me too. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with audiopong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And have have a metal metal life. life.